You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Well, good afternoon or good day or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Dr. Connie Bell. I am the Senior Vice President of Risk for Teleperformance. Additionally, I sit on the board of Black at TP. Additionally, I am the priority strand lead for ethnicity for Black at TP, Asian at TP, and Latinx. I am here today and honored to be in the presence of Dr. Cheryl Williamson. She is a nationally acclaimed best-selling author, award-winning filmmaker, and executive producer, radio personality, highly sought after, transformational speaker, and success coach. Dr. Williamson is a global leader, businesswoman, and master collaborator. So Cheryl, I'm sure I left some things out. So you want to introduce yourself? I am so excited to be here with everyone today. So good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and happy Black History Month. I am Dr. Cheryl Williamson. I am a HBO Max award-winning filmmaker, global media executive, editor, in chief of Cheryl Magazine, 16 times best-selling author and, and success coach. I am honored to be here with you today. The honor is all ours. So I have a few questions I'd like to um, start with, but I was thinking about, I can see the books in, in back of you there. So you have three um, very successful books. And when you think about when you wrote those, what was the mission behind um, the books? Why did you write, you choose those books to write? So I will tell you, I didn't really choose to write those books. Those books chose me. And I will say for Affirmed, that is a very unique and heart-wrenching story. I was in a really bad place in my life at that time. Um, made some really poor business decisions. My husband had just been diagnosed with cancer. My mother-in-law had just passed away from cancer. And I had been diagnosed with supraventricular tachycardia, which is a heart issue. And I realized that I needed to speak life into myself in order for me to get to the other side. So I started sharing quotes on social media quotes and affirmations that were placed on my heart, I would share them on social media. And I did this for about 18 months and I'll never forget it. One day I was in the shower and something in my spirit said, it's time for you to write the book. And so I said, well, where's the book gonna come from? And just like that, the voice said, go and pull everything that you placed on social media, go pull it off and that's your book. So I pulled all of those quotes and affirmations off of social media and I placed it in a journal book. And I said, well, what do I name it? And it was affirmed. It was everything that I had poured out to help other people. And to date, that book has sold over 31,000 copies globally. I realized that I had something, that I had a gift that I had to deliver. So from affirmed, I started doing um, anthologies which that allowed me to help other people share their stories. And as a result of the anthologies, people started reaching out to me in my inbox, asking me questions about how do you get people to do books with you? How do you get invited to these rooms that nobody knows about? And just like that, same thing. I realized how influential I was. So I said, well, I don't have time to talk to everybody who's inboxing me 
let me write a book. And that's where the art of influence came from. And that book is, has, has skyrocketed as well. And that's been the history for all the books. There are things that I'm passionate about that I have to deliver, but I can't deliver it individually. So I started writing books about the things that people were asking me about. So what would you say are the benefits of affirming yourself every day? So you talked a little bit about affirming, you talked about um, influence. So what 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 would you say about had embedding that into everyday life and everything that you do? When you affirm, when you affirm yourself, you don't need other people to tell you that you're great. You don't need other people to celebrate you. You begin to believe that you receive preferential treatment, that you receive ideas that produce millions of dollars. If we all started telling ourselves this, and especially in corporations, you wouldn't come to work having to have your boss or supervisor tell you, great job. When you know for yourself, your boss telling you is extra. That takes the pressure off the boss feeling like, oh, I have to go around and make sure everybody knows that they're doing a great job. When you have a group of people that are affirmed, they've told themselves before they walked in the building, I receive bonuses and raises. I receive promotions. I am well thought of. I feel heard. When you tell yourself that the power of your words they're in your spirit. They come out in your work product. And I learned that a very long time ago. In fact, Dr. Bell, I talked, I taught that to my children. That's why my children don't need people to tell them that they're brilliant. They know that they are. I taught them that they were. And so they don't need the world to validate them. I often tell people that validation is for parking. It's not for people. And when you believe that, that's a powerful statement. You don't need people to tell you, oh, great job. You know you delivered a great job and you feel great about it. And that is the power of affirmations. When you, when you master the, part, the power of affirmations, these things have no choice but to manifest in your life. But, but, but you talk about how powerful it is. And that was a powerful statement, by, by the way. And so when I think about me and my younger self, that was so extremely hard um, to do. And it, it came more with the maturity. What do you tell young women um, on how to, how to accelerate that ability to affirm yourself? Because I think mostly in women, and I'm not saying that men have, don't have troubles affirming themselves, but I think women have a really tough time um, affirming themselves, and minority women especially have a tough time um, convincing or reaffirming yourself on a daily basis. Is there a message that you would say to the younger you or the younger me on how I could get better at um, affirming myself or doing that affirmation for myself on a daily basis? Absolutely. It comes with training. And so I have made it my personal mission to help young women, anybody who can write, any young girl that can write, it is my personal mission to teach her to write powerful words about herself. I can have everything that I want. I am enough. And I have to tell you, that's a powerful statement in and of itself. Imagine us teaching a young girl and especially a minority woman, young girl, that you are enough that you are valuable, that you are beautiful, that you are worthy. 
imagine teaching them at eight and then at nine, 10, they know when they are 10 years old that I am enough. See, then they don't have to do things to try to prove to the world that they're enough. They know that they're smart. They know that they're beautiful. They know that they, they don't need to operate beneath where they are to make other people feel comfortable. Those young girls become so powerful that other young girls want to be like them. They don't want to be like everybody on social media. They want to be like um, Deidre that's in her class, that Deidre comes to class at nine years old saying, I'm enough. And they ask Deidre, what does that mean? That means I'm enough in math class. I'm enough as a track star. I'm enough as a black girl. I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I can bring my whole self every single day in every single way and feel good. And notice I didn't say accept it. She feels good about herself, so she doesn't have to be accepted by the world. She feels good about her. The world becomes extra. And that's what I teach women and girls. As long as you like you, everybody else is extra. Right. And you know, the other thing about that, too, is that when I was um, reading your book, um, I was thinking about in terms of because when you're firm, I think you show up differently. And so the analogy to that was. a girlfriend and I we were talking, I think it was Saturday or so, and we were talking about um, our credit scores. <laughs> Believe it or not, we are talking our credit scores, right? And it's like, and we were talking about teaching our kids how to value your credit score. Because when you have a good credit score, when I yeah. show up to buy something, I don't worry about what's going to happen, right? And so when I have that ability to affirm myself, the way I show up, I don't have to worry about what everybody else thinks. I actually show up differently because I have the confidence, right, in myself. I have the confidence in my credit score that whatever it is that I'm going after, I'm going to get it. Yes. I, so, I fully, I totally agree. And I hope I can find this real quick because I believe in visualization and I know this will speak to somebody. Let me, okay, this is perfect. I'm glad you said credit score. We're having this on purpose. So I will share with you, and this is the power of affirmations. I write down every day I have an 850 credit score. Well, I didn't have an 850 credit score, but I was showing up in the room anyway, like I was supposed to be in the room because that's what I write. So I had a 681. Now I have an 809. 681 to 809. So the 681 was from 1121. 922, I have an 809. Why am I sharing this with you so candidly? Because there's somebody that's going to take a part in this life hack that needs to know what's possible. When you believe and when you do the work and when you show up in your own life, not worried about how everybody else is going to feel, but knowing that you have the ability to change your life by what you do for you. So this was just like a setup because I just printed this out to do a vision board session. And I wanted to show people that you can have a 681 credit score and a year later have an 809. If you write it down, you affirm yourself, you believe it, you show up and you do the work. Right. And and I just want to assure everybody, this was not a setup. It was. <laughs> this, this happened organically. I did not know that she was going to do that. And I don't think she knew that I was going to say that. No, I had no idea. But I have to tell you, as soon as you said that, it was something in my heart that said, you know what? 
be who you say that you are. If you say you operate in transparency, you're going to help somebody realize that they can be at a 555 right now. But if they write down every day, I have an 850, they will get to it because it starts in your mind. I, I want to thank you for being so transparent because that everybody won't do that. Right. And so I think that your ability to be transparent with this group, right, will send that message that I can do anything I, I can influence or I can do anything that I affirm or I say I want to do. Talk a little bit about the connection between affirmation and influence. Wonderful. With affirmation and influence, that bring the affirmations bring about the influence because I will tell you, a few years ago, I placed a mentor on my board that I wanted to have in my life. And that is the CEO and president of the Dallas Mavericks, St. Marshall. I had no idea how I was going to meet her, what was going to happen. I just kept showing up. I just kept showing up. And one day she came to me and she said, you're always working. You're always volunteering. I know you. I know you. And it just went from there. Now, what does that have to do with affirmation and influence? The affirmation was that St. Marshall would be my mentor, would be my sister, would be my sponsor. As a, as a part of that affirmation, she has taken upon herself to bring me into rooms and opportunities that have influenced and changed my entire life. I'm in rooms now that I didn't even know existed. I'm afforded opportunities to go places and be in spaces that I didn't even know about. So my affirmations brought about the influence of an influential person to speak life into me, to do things, to help me. And I use that influence that scent has imparted in me in order to help other people, in order to create opportunities and spaces and places for other people to feel like they can soar, that they can show up, that they can walk in the room with their head held high like I'm supposed to be here. And that is how those two interconnected to each other. And I have to tell you, Dr. Bell, we all have influence. We don't have to be Beyonce and Oprah to have influence. What we have to do is, 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 is share information with people. See, I influence people to be better every day. I influence people that have no film experience that they can do film because I did a film. I didn't graduate from film school, but I use my affirmations and my influence to get into rooms to become an HBO Max award-winning filmmaker. I was just that sure. So, so talk a little bit more about that. Tell us about how you were able to incorporate um, these values and, and when you, um, in 20 Pearls. So uh, go ahead. Absolutely. I never gave up. For example, to get a doctor, to get Felicia Rashad as the narrator, Dr. Bell, you and I were together. I don't think you knew this happened, but a conference at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Conference. That's where we were. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you know this story. Carolyn and I sat out on the sofa and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm working on a film project. I'm on a mission and I have to get to Felicia Rashad. So I sat and sat and sat on that sofa because I knew that was a part of my affirmation. I had written it down that I will get Felicia Rashad to be a part of this film. So I sat on the sofa. Eventually she walked by 
And I ran up. Of course, she had all her people around her. I spoke really quickly. I said, Miss Rashad, my name is Cheryl Below Williamson. I sent you the email about the Alpha Kappa Alpha documentary. She stopped in her tracks. She said, oh, yes, I received it. And I said, would you be a part of the film? She said, absolutely. But I will not be in, uh, in L.A. I will be in New York because I'm on Broadway. That was prior to the pandemic. The pandemic hit. We shut down for about 10 months, but I kept in touch with her the entire time. And then I sent her another email and said, how about you narrate the film? I have the email she returned back to me. She said, dear Cheryl, I would be honored to narrate the film. So that's how that affirmation that never give up, uh, just doing what I know is the right thing to do. And it placed me in those spaces to get everybody to say yes to me. Felicia Rashad, Miss Ireland, um, uh, Christy Catlin, Cat, uh, the Olympic gold medalist, they all said yes to me, but I knew they would because I wrote it down. I believed it. Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, and I know this audience probably they may they may or may not know about your projects for 20 Pearls or the invitation. Can you give us like a, a quick one minute commercial about what those projects were related to? Absolutely. So those projects were about some of a, a few of the largest African-American or service organizations in the world. Alpha Kappa Alpha, that movie is titled 20 Pearls. And it is a HBO Max award-winning film that is now seen on Delta. You can also look at it on Amazon Prime. After that film, people were so excited about my work on that project. The Lynx organization hired me, and the name of that film is actually uh, The Invitation. The next film that I'm working on, I'm executive producing a film uh, with director Wendy Ely Jackson, and that one is titled Counting the Ballots, and Stacey Abrams is actually in that film, and we are excited about it, and I have a film prior to all those films, which is Illegal Rose, which is on immigration, and that was starring Jasmine Guy, and I have to tell you, that's what opened the door to the other film. I showed up in excellence. I was supposed to be a production assistant on that film, the first one, but because I delivered in such excellence and I was able to bring other exec bring executive producers to the project. I graduated from production assistant to executive producer because I was able to bring producers to the table who could fund the film. So that's how I parlayed into these opportunities. And I showed up. I showed up serving. That is a great picture of influence. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about you talked about some key relationships that you that you've had. And so in your opinion, what does reciprocity in relationships look like? Reciprocity is a give and take. It's us seeding and sowing into into one another. And many people view that as cash. It's not cash. It's that text that I send Connie to say, good morning. I see you. I'm thinking of you. It's that email. It is that surprise card in the mail. It is that seat at the table to the table that you don't know exists. That's reciprocity. And I'll tell you that reciprocity has been my word for the past two years because I think it's critical that uh, we as good citizens, that we return some of the kindness that other people have shown to us. And that's how I, I live by reciprocity. I live by kindness. I live by opening the door. If we want to use another word, it's called opening the door 
creating a space and a place for other people to, to have a good life, to see what um, operating with other people that you don't even know have business deals going on. That's reciprocity. That's yeah. giving. And that's what we need to do more of as a society. We need to do more giving. We need to fully embrace what it means to be a servant, what it means to be a servant and without expecting things in return from people all the time. Because I will tell you, when you sow and, and you practice reciprocity, when you sow well, very rarely do you have to ask. People will call you and invite you because they know that you serve and you sow and that you believe in reciprocity. I think it's critical, like you said, to be of service to others and then so into other people. I keep a sticky right here on my computer, and, and it's one of the things I try to make sure I look at every day. And it says, lift as you climb. Yes. And so in all parts of my life, right, I'm always looking for opportunities to lift. And, and without a doubt, I can tell you that has opened doors in of itself because it's not all about me. It's about, you know, bringing other people um, up. Um, I did a, a podcast the other day with the um, women of uh, women of teleperformance or women of TP, we call it, um, regarding um, breast cancer awareness. And you know, when I think about um, that journey, I think about that journey in terms of the service as well, because I think what me and one of the other participants said is that we didn't take that journey thinking it was about us. We took that journey thinking about how you're going to help the people that come that come behind you, yes. right? And so, and how, how you'll be able to lift them and make that journey a little bit easier than the journey was, was for you. So I think it's very critical for us to look at everything that we do as a service and how we use that, or we take that service and sell it into um, other people that come behind us. Um, you, um, I read your bio and it said that you have a nonprofit called Soul Reborn. Tell me a little bit about that. That was an eye opener for me. I did not know that. Yes, Soul Reborn was established to help women who are who have been disenfranchised, uh, formerly incarcerated, in order to give them a leg up. And people ask, what does a leg up mean? That means that if they were incarcerated, I teach them how to take their story to turn it into a corporation, seven streams of income. So we write the story, we teach them how to speak, we help them dress, we do all of the things in the and put in the elements to help them. Um, Soul Reborn actually fed over 8,000 frontline, 8,100 frontline and essential workers during the pandemic. We help assist people with rent. We go into apartment buildings, into lower income areas, and we teach people that there is a way out. So we've taught credit restoration. I actually did a vision board session. And I have to tell you, even as I think about that particular session, it's emotional for me because um, one of the ladies, she drew a house and a fence and it had a bloody hand on it. And she said, Miss Cheryl, I want to share this with you. And so she shared it with me. And I said, why did you put that on there? like that and she said because if i have to stay here i know i'm gonna die here because of the killing every single day and so she says since you came here you told me and you showed me that there's another life outside of this so then she placed a beautiful home on the board 
next to that because she says she knew that that was where she is right now, but that was not where she was going to stay. And so we give women hope. And I know that there are men out there that we can help. But what I have found is if you help a woman become whole, you help a household, which then helps the community, which then helps the world. Because in most cases, the women are the ones that are raising the children. So if the mother is healthy, she's placing healthy children out into the world. So I take that very seriously in pouring into women. And that's what Soul Reborn is all about. It's giving, another, it's giving women a second chance. It's helping them. Re the reason it's called Soul Reborn is because many of the women, they feel like they, their souls have died in the process of trauma or grief or pain. So I am personally, I take it as a personal responsibility to help them renew their soul. So that's why I call it Soul Reborn. That is a awesome, awesome organization that you have here. So if I were a person in need or if I wanted to contribute to Soul Reborn, how do you do that? To contribute to Soul Reborn, you just go to soulreborn.org and you can make your contribution there. The other thing that um, we're doing is if anybody would like to contribute, I am hosting a vision board session for women and some of them cannot financially pay for the class. So I've had people who have donated seats for the vision board session. And I will tell you, the vision board sessions are powerful because of just what I just shared with you. When you write it down and you see it, you see what's possible. You see that I may be in, in this environment right now, but I don't always have to be here. I can have a 660, 61 credit score, but I can have an 809 or 850. And so that's what we that's what we teach. And Soul Reborn has been doing this now for over five years. I take it very seriously. Uh, we've paid uh, for people's education during the pandemic. And I have to share this. We actually have given away grants for the past two years to women owned business, minority women owned businesses in order to help them sustain themselves. And so many of the women have come back and said, oh, because of you, I was able to get my product into the marketplace. I was able to keep my lights on. I was able to buy a billboard, which helped me uh, build my brand. That's important to me because at the end of the day, it's what I see and leave into the world that will last. I'll be dead and gone, but what I did will always, they'll be able to say, Oh, I remember that Soul Reborn. I remember Cheryl Pelote Williamson. She gave when everybody else said you had to write a 10 page essay. I didn't have to do that with her. She knew I had a need and she filled it. Right. So your outreach, your outreach will become your legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have a lot of irons in the fire. And like I said, um, this Friday, you'll be up for an award as well. You want to talk a little bit about that award? Yes, I am actually being given um, through the Dallas Women in Film an award for advocacy. And it came as a, as a surprise. I just have to be, I didn't even know there was a such award until they got in contact with me and somebody nominated me, but it's not just for my advocacy to get other uh, women in film, because I do have to say this, my teams are made up of 
95% women. I specifically go after producers, directors, who are women to work on these projects with me. But I found out that, that the advocacy award, it wasn't just for a film, it was for who I am as a person and who I've always been. And I have to tell you, Connie, this advocacy is not new for me. I've been advocating and sharing and doing as long as I can remember. I remember my dad giving us, each of my siblings and my cousins money to get um, this specific thing. And when it was out, when we got to the store, he said, oh, why are you not getting anything? And I said, I don't have any money. And he said, what happened to the money? I said, well, did you not see the ladies on the street with their children before we got to this store to buy something that is not life sustaining? And he said, are you serious? I said, yes. And my dad was so moved that I did that, that he went ahead and bought this particular thing for me because I had given the money to the women. And so um, it's just who I am. And even as I'm looking over to the left, I just adopted this. I went to it. I just adopted this little girl that I paid $38 a month for, for her to get uh, treatment and food and shelter. And, and it's the Compassion Project. And the people I was with, they were like, you, but you have a nonprofit. My thing is, there's an, I believe in abundance. So there's enough for everybody. Me helping sure. this organization takes nothing away from Soul Reborn. I get more because of how I serve, how I show up. So you, you've given a lot of yourself in print, <laughs> in, in person, um, in your outreach. What's next? I am excited because Cheryl Magazine, of which I am the editor-in-chief of, is about to celebrate its second year anniversary. And I have to tell you, that was another thing. No experience, but I showed up. And everything has been provided for me in order for it to soar. So uh, we're, like I said, we're moving into the second anniversary for that. I have four film projects uh, that I will be a part of uh, but in 2023 and going into 2024. And I am going to be just continuing to speak throughout the world globally. I have a lot of um, corporate organizations that have hired me to come and speak because of the impact that it has made on their bottom line with their um, their employees. And so they keep saying, please bring her back. Something is happening when she shows up. And so my lesson in that is I want them to show up the way that they say I show up because what I want people to know is if I can do it, you can do it. That's why I show up this way. And I tell people, you are responsible for the energy that you bring in the room. So I teach them how to bring the energy so that they don't ever get to the place where they feel like, oh, we need to have her back. No, I want you to take this that I'm teaching you and turn it into something else because I truly believe in that 10 by 10. I help 10 people, you help 10 people, those 10 people help 10 people. That's how we change. And that's that's my focus 
it, it also sounds like you, you 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 do your motivational efforts are focused on long term. It's not just a shot in the arm. It's something that people can take in and carry for long periods of time. Versus, it's kind of like you're up today and then tomorrow you're you're back down. You what what you invest and put into people is that this is something that you can carry with you for a lifetime. It becomes a way of living. It's not just a temporary solution for some of the organizations that you're actually doing this motivational speaker. So um, hats off to, to you. So lot, lots of you done. Sounds like you have a lot that's on the horizon. How can we stay connected? I would love to have, I actually have a text community that I speak into every single day. So for those who want a uh, a transformational word. And the reason I say transformational is because of just what Dr. Bell just said, motivation is fleeting. Motivation, we'll stay motivated as long as it's money in the bank, as long as people are telling us that we are fabulous. But transformation, when your mind is transformed, you know that it's possible, even if it's no money in the bank, even when nobody is cheering you on. So I offer a transformational word every single day. If people would dial or text rather 214-833-9615, again, 214-833-9615. Also, I have a website where people can book a uh, mentoring session at CherylPWilliamson.com. That's CherylPWilliamson.com. And of course, they can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn at Cheryl P. Williamson. And um, I know that it will inspire, motivate, transform, transform. In fact, let's skip motivation. Transform your thinking to know that you have everything you need in order to do what you have been called to do if you believe it. Dr. Williamson, I, I, I will tell you, I am inspired. I'm always transformed after I talk to you. <laughs> It is wonderful. Um, it has been a, a good journey for me, actually an awesome, great journey for me to be on the journey with you yeah. as you um, have all of these projects in, in the works. And I just wish you nothing but the best. Um, we are so appreciative that you took time out of your busy schedule to come here and talk to the folks here at TP. And we can't wait to see what's next. Thank you for having me. I am so honored and so thrilled and so happy and see you all next time happy black history month thank you what about you how did you like it go ahead and share this podcast see you later teleperformance on spotify feel the connection